Welcome back, guys, to the podcast. I've got a beautiful soul that's been... How long have I known you for now? Like, since I you first came down. I don't remember how long I've been training at PLC for, but I reckon it's like at least a good two-ish years. I was going to say two years. So, um, anyways, I'm with that Eden Denise or Eden Mackney. I've got a few names. Yeah, whatever so. you go by. <laughs> Mac, if you've seen Love Island as well. Yeah. Um, mate, honestly, thank you for coming down. I know um, it's Thanks kind for of having an, me. We're in isolation, and I know, um, I don't know, like people following certain rules or whatever, but We've we are. We've got um, our distance. Yes. You can see. There's one and a half meters. We are filming this for the podcasters. So, um, yeah. Yeah, mate, honestly, thank you for coming down. And um, for people that don't know who you are or never heard of your name before, um, could you just give us like a summary of like who you are, what you're passionate about, like what you've achieved so far? Because you've got a a really cool story that I'm really excited to dig apart. So I always say, give us the glass of wine and then we'll go through the bottle together, hey? Oh, I like that one. Let's do it. I sold it off someone else. (laughs) Um, Go for it. All right. Well, my name is Eden or Mac, either one. Um, I'm 24, live on the Gold Coast, have always been here. Um, I kind of grew up modeling was my number one. Um, I was doing that from like, I got scouted when I was 15, did it right up till I was 19. And then I did a quite a big public quit from the industry. Mm. Um, and took that one live to YouTube and that went viral overnight. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I did a, why I quit the modeling industry or why I hate the modeling industry. It was something like that. Um, just cause of the industry's standards, um, my health at the time, everything I went through with it. So I did like a big video on my quit. That's um, what I mentioned. Like before we started, I mentioned that like, that's how I kind of first saw you. Yeah. So that, did you go on the news or something like Africa yeah, so or something or something like that? It, it was crazy how, cause I did it. And then all of a sudden, like all like Paris kind of news hit me up. Paris like, news. Yeah, like Shit. London, LA, LA. Like, all, so I was doing like all these live over the phone Skype calls and stuff just because of the amount of girls that reach. I'm going to say there was at least like 10,000 plus. Wow. Like, girls still message me to this day about that video no being way. like, I've been through the exact same experience. What do I do? How Can you help you? me? 24. 24. Oh, no, when, when you did Oh, that. when I did the video. Yeah. I reckon I was like 18. Yeah when I did the video yeah Um, and then yeah overnight right now it's sitting on like a couple of million views it just like blew up and then 60 minutes picked me up on it that's where I saw it that's where I'm yeah it was a big whirlwind Um, and I didn't expect that many girls to resonate um, and even guys resonate with that going through the modeling industry with that and their own self-confidence um yeah, because I think you expect models to be like the most confident people in the mm, world, right? Yeah. But it's really the opposite. I've so. been speaking about this heaps lately. Like you see someone on social media or a model or mm. someone that you just kind of look up to and you like pedestal them and you're like, yeah. they must be so confident, no insecurities. They must yes. love themselves so much. They must be so healthy with their food. Mm-hmm. But when you kind of peek behind the curtain, a lot of them starve themselves. They, oh, yeah. They're on heaps of pressure, which I know you can relate to going through it yourself. Yeah. Like it's not as sort of glamorous as just a social media platform might seem so yeah, no. um yeah so what happened after that so you had that big sort of breakout video that kind of went a bit viral mm-hmm. back when you were 18 what kind of happened after that I just kind of decided to take things into my own hands like I was yeah with a huge modeling agency here in Queensland and in Sydney and I was getting pitched to Europe and it was kind of at this time where I had to like fully commit to it or um or not really because my health was just declining like wasn't seeing friends still like every week getting taken in measured uh hips are still too big like you still and I was like the photos of me when I look back is like ridiculous yeah I was like 54 kilograms and I'm like 5'11 
Fuck. Like I was just, and they were still like skinnier, skinnier, skinnier. Like if you want to make it, you've got to, you know, like they encourage eating disorders. They encourage mm. not eating as much, like going to our walks a day. Um, so it was kind of at this point where I'm like, do I commit my life to this and continue with like, I hated myself. I looked in the mirror and I was mm. like, I am fat. They're so right. Like, yeah. you know, I had no friends because if I hung out with friends, they'd want to eat food or like do this. And I was just like, I can't, can't mm. do that. I, and then, so I quit, um, when I was down in Sydney and then I went straight to an ice cream parlor and had a huge and, ice cream. peaked out, enjoyed <laughs> yeah. yourself. Love then it. had quite a rough experience with like binge eating on and off because yep. of, um, going through anorexia and starving yourself, you then, when you go to eat again, it's quite challenging to get that yep. right. Your body doesn't know when it's full. Yep. Um, you're about going from extremely underweight to then like gaining a stack of weight. Yeah. Um, so then I was just trying to figure out how do I become healthy again? Wow. What was so, that journey like? And sorry, I just like to sort of get the time frame. So how old were you when you quit the agency in Sydney? Like 19. Yeah. So maybe... Yep. Six, 12 months after the big video outbreak. Yeah. yeah. And what happened? What was your journey like after to go through? Oh, I can hear the bottle making some noise. Um, so <laughs> what was your journey like? Um, like you said, discovering how to be healthy again. Mm-hmm. What was that sort of experience like? It was hard because it was a bit of like a roller coaster. Cause I'm like, I'll try, you got to figure out there's so many diets out there. There's so many, I'm like, is this, should I be doing this? Like, should I be? And I was just like, all over the place of what to eat, what to do, um, how much to exercise. Cause I was used to doing like two hour walks plus another exercise, like just overdoing it on exercise, under eating to the max. So mm. it was so hard to see food as just like something that helps us live instead yeah. of this like calculated calorie. So yeah, it took me ages. And then I kind of stumbled upon like vegan YouTubers doing all this, what I eat yeah, a day. Cool. And, um, and then that just inspired me to live like a bit more of like a kinder whole food lifestyle. And I think back then, cause my head was so messed up with eating when I thought of it as in like, I'm going to eat vegan and it wasn't for me at the time. It was yeah. like, I'm going to do it for the animals and eat really healthy and la la yeah. la. It like helped. Yeah. And then later down the track, it was for me. And cause I felt really good on it and really healthy. Yeah, cool. And I Love think it. that just really helped me during that period. Nice. And how old were you when you got, kind of got exposed to the vegan lifestyle? 20 still? 21? Oh, yeah. It was like, so I'm 24 now. And it was like six years, five, six years ago Shit. I went vegan. Nice. So, um, yeah, I went vegan overnight because I watched a documentary and was just like, um, I'm an all-in type of person. Perfect. So I did it overnight and then just like never looked back. And what's your journey been like since then? Like what opportunities have popped up and what's kind of been yeah. big for you? Um, well, that's kind of how I started my YouTube kind of career and my Instagram started growing a little bit because yep. I was posting more about veganism and getting involved with like activism and, um, What's meeting, activism, I don't, uh, activism is kind of just like doing, um, like you go stand out the front of a slaughterhouse and show oh, animals okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. kindness before, you know, yep. the end and, yep. um, just kind of doing public things to raise awareness yep. about it yep. and then obviously online activism is something I'm really passionate about that's why I constantly like subtly hint veganism on my yep. page yep. um yeah so just meeting like-minded people like met really awesome like my best friend I met Lauren through being vegan yep, I cool. met 
everyone just kind of like rolled from there and then yeah life just started kind of getting better cool. and what are you doing today so fast forward to now 20 uh, 24 years old yeah take away coronavirus because we have mid coronavirus oh, so yeah. besides the isolation boredom and playing games um and tiktoks yes. i was actually filming some before you got it that oh, was tiktok is a, an addiction um yeah what's uh what's kind of your life now let's let's, um, let's say a month ago before this all happened what was yeah. um what, what's your life now i was yeah i've been I was really focused on traveling and experiencing life a little bit more. That's yep. kind of just been stopped a little bit. Yep. Um, but yeah, do like I did obviously Love Island, if you know of that lovely reality TV show. Yeah, that cool. kind of changed my life, did a big 360. Cool. We might um, unpack it a little bit more afterwards, but what kind of what was like the biggest sort of experience for you or biggest takeaway or lesson? How did it change your life or what you just said then? Um, I think it was kind of just giving it gave me an opportunity to be able to promote things that I love more yeah um it kind of gave me that exposure and you know I went from having like I think around 60,000 followers to then coming off the show with like a hundred thousand followers plus and people kind of recognizing like oh and seeing me as a bit more of an influencer and people are watching what I do and really judging on on it more yeah so it made me a little bit more um scrutinized yeah scrutinized um definitely can thicken your skin a lot coming off a reality show and just copying the backlash and um so yeah kind of just i was like all right i've got to use it to my advantage really try and create my own personal image and brand off of this like be smart with it really like can't lie and say going on a reality show just for love yeah um yeah, just kind of just be rolling honest, with it. I've never actually watched the full episode. I've watched like bits and pieces. I watched yeah. some of the highlights when you were on it because obviously yeah. I knew who you were. Yeah. And Shelby that goes down here as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what was, um, yeah, I don't even know. Honestly, give me the, give, give us the basics of it. What's the idea behind it? Like, it's you- kind of like if you've ever watched like Bachelor in Paradise, something yeah. like that. It's just like a lot of single people locked in a villa. Um, so I know what isolation is like. Oh, yeah, Quarantine right. yeah, is had. like quite well. And where is um, it on the Gold Coast? Mallorca in Spain. It's in Spain. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, I didn't where know that one was. Yeah. I did not know that. Okay. Crazy. So you got a free trip to Spain out of it? Yeah, I didn't okay. really get to see that much of yep. Spain. But um, yeah, I got to see the inside of a villa in cool. Mallorca. Beautiful. <laughs> um, mate, I'd love to go through. Thank you for sharing the story. Yeah. Um, I'd love to go through the body image and like what you've gone through because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a massive believer that like what you go through shapes you and like oh, yeah. like your your journey your experiences the beliefs you got told like you get told you're too overweight or you're too big to be a model whatever you got told in yeah. it what was the challenge like what what gave you the challenges in as a model like say in the model industry or um like you said when you, you said you had to pull the pin you had to quit because it was too much mm-hmm. what was like the things that happened to you or got told to you that created the negative unhealthy beliefs because you mm-hmm. mentioned you had to learn how to be healthy again yeah and then i would love to hear kind of how the damage was done mm-hmm. and then how did you undo the damage that's what I kind yeah. of would love to hear from you because I've got a lot of I've done I've done one on um, binge eating and I've done mm. one on starving themselves so yeah. like to to hear kind of what how you had the damage like you mentioned starving yourself actually as well you mentioned something about food food um, yeah. food conditions um, yeah I'd love to hear what how was the damage done to you then how did you overcome it and how did you get to who you are now I'd love to hear, yeah, hear that yeah it was definitely hard I'm not going to say it was easy um, especially when you're trying to do it on your own and it's back then or even now obviously get, girls are probably there's so many girls going through it and yep. modeling agencies are kind of changing but kind of not just yep. depends on where you are 
Um, but yeah, it was just like a constant, especially when you're 15 and scouted in the moment you walk in, so it's just like, yeah. yeah, I walked in, I was a size 10 at the time and it was just like, we see potential in you, but if you really want this, you've got to be an eight or a six. Wow. And they that's say, from they being say that 15. From, like, straight, that's from, straight up. that is, I remember what I was wearing that day, how excited I was. And that was how my career started. How did that shape your mindset at the late high Especially being 15, like when you're young and to be told that your body needs to change is hard. Cause when you're young, you're like, how and I didn't you didn't look at your body in a negative way before then and then you start coming into it and looking in the mirror differently and really focusing on what you look like and how can I get skinnier and how can I be perfect and watching all the big models and how tiny they were and when you're 15 you're just like you know friends are going out to the movies and enjoying life and and you're sitting there like I gotta go to gym I'm doing my diet plan I'm like you know hustling and and it, it is really damaging when you're really young. I don't think anyone should be told that they need to lose weight. What was the, um, I'm curious, what was the, the straw that broke the camel's back? What was it that mm-hmm. made you quit? Like, was it a day or someone told you something? Like, what was I the, was... Because you said 15 yeah. and you quit at 18. So, there's yeah. three years. Yeah. So, I went from like 15, size 10, normal, healthy happy girl to then just like the slow decline like mum would drive me to the agencies every week I'd get measured I'd go in the car and just bore my eyes out I was like what else can I do they're like walk for two hours instead of one hour like Mm. don't do running because you'll put too much muscle on your legs like just the most insane like they're like you know if you eat chocolate or if you eat McDonald's it's straight on you like it was just so my head was just you know very messed up the food I was eating back then was so like to feed a rabbit yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous um, and I just remember working so hard and getting to the point where I was like the tiniest I'd ever been and looking in the mirror and seeing that and being like I don't really look like what I look like anymore I'm like I sit down and it hurts because I'm sitting on bone like really? it wow. was and so I got to a point and you know I was going to Sydney now and getting more jobs and um, walked into my agency I was the tiniest I've ever been and he measured me and he goes mm, you still just need another inch off your hips and maybe we lean down those legs a little bit and you'll be ready for Europe and I just sat there and I was like I can't like my I physically can't like do you want me to shave bone off like yeah so I was just like this isn't worth it and I kind of just sat there and he was like hello and I was like I'm done and he was just like the whole like office I remember was just kind of looking at me like what and I was like like look at me I'm not healthy I'm not happy I'm should be in the peak of having fun and being young and I'm miserable and I was just like I'm this isn't this isn't worth it yeah and I walked out and got fi- ice cream and, yeah, got <laughs> a- and fucking jammed it up them so yeah. you went straight home and filmed the video is that what happened or like a, a week it later was, a month later I think later? it was like a month or a little bit later and I saw a, another model that I had known had passed away from a heart attack wow. because she was really underweight at the same modeling agency that I was at yep. um, and it kind of was just that, like yeah gave me anger and I was like I just feel passionate and I really want to speak about it because I know that there's so many other girls that are going through this and I want them to know that like they're not alone and as much as modeling is you know a dream of mine it's not worth it if you're literally putting your health and your life on the line yeah yeah. That's that's deep I got Mm. a bit of a tear when you mentioned that that your friend that passed away because of it yeah um shit I don't even know where to pick it up from there so um (laughs) So let's say damage was done from people because I've, and I've done like, I, I do like 
programs and courses I speak about this a lot but it's like the stories you get told from especially as a younger kid you say it so much you believe it like you're too skinny you're not good enough you're fat whatever whatever yeah. and um, you would have been told so many stories in that industry with that amount of pressure on you to eat a certain way look a certain way and that's where a lot of beliefs would get formed within that whether they're true or not or healthy or not yeah what was your journey then to sort of start to turn that around and what i'm going to sort of lead into is like how could we how could you help someone else whether that's a person that, as a model or someone who's just facing yeah. eating disorder challenges like what was like the process you had to go through and yeah, yeah so what was kind of your first step forward to overcome what you just soaked in for three years yeah um I think it was like speaking out like coming forward to my mum about everything that mm. I was going through um and then my friends as well like really kind of telling them that I was struggling not in the best kind of place um and yeah and just letting them be aware of that so then they could pick up on my habits of when I was choosing no to dinner and yeah. and making other people around you aware because if you're the only person that's like suffering in silence it's yeah. really hard and then I think it was and, fully and sorry to cut you off were you in that time when you were suffering were you mm. also hiding it were you hiding that you were hurting were you hiding that it was yeah like that? I was kind of oh I, I don't want to eat dinner I'm fine I'm yeah, cool I'm, I'm actually not hungry yeah I, I'm really I full just, I ate yeah, earlier yeah. Um, it's and oh, I then, just had a huge lunch I'm not hungry yeah, yeah definitely really hiding it especially like you know I was at school at the time um, so it was kind of like yeah, like, yeah I, I had lunch beforehand on the way here yep. and stuff like that when friends are sitting there eating and I'm saying no to things yep. and um, they were definitely picking up on it they questioned me all the time um, but I was just yeah at the time I was like this is what I have to do for modeling like I you know they saw me really succeeding in the modeling world so I feel yep. like people around you were kind of like okay well she's getting where she wants to be so yeah it. people yep. don't yep. really it question it, it. yeah yep. it is what it is um, but then I got to a, yeah you get to a point and you see heaps of models and you just look at them and you're kind of like that's just not it's not yeah. healthy. They don't look that great, but they're still doing really well. And I just yeah. don't think that that's great. It's not an example. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I feel like back then I followed a lot of, you know, Instagram was still a thing. I was following yeah. a lot of models who looked the same, were doing the same things. Like the bigger look or something. I, yeah, and, and, like, and this is what I'm trying to tiptoe around. When I say bigger, it's like the healthy look. It's like, yeah, like well, I when think I say big, even, I'm not saying like you're fat or anything. It's like you're a normal looking person. Well, like, I think even now people are becoming a lot more aware of who they follow on social media yeah. is really impactful. Could you answer this for me? I've, I spoke about this the other day. It's, I, I'm, I'm, this is my belief anyways, is that I don't believe Instagram or any form of social media creates insecurity. It's the content you consume on it. Because if you yeah. follow negative people and they're, they're body shaming and they're just putting out toxic mm-hmm. shit, you consume that, you start to believe it. But if you follow like positive people like Tony Robbins, I'm a big fan of, or like yeah. the people like you look up to, it's like that can help you. Is that kind of what you're alluding oh, to? Yeah, then? definitely. Like it was just flipping, you know, I had heaps of modeling friends back then because I was modeling all the time. When I quit modeling, I didn't have, I wasn't seeing them anymore. So I wasn't hearing, I wasn't at a show anymore and no one's eating and a girl's just passed out. Yeah. That was my reality. Yeah. That's the reality. Did you ever pass Um, out? Yeah, definitely got to the the point. Like you're oh. on an adrenaline too, because yeah. you're you know doing these big shows or fashion shoots and yeah. stuff like that, and you, hard, yeah. you're not eating. Yeah. Like I've been to massive shoots and they've ordered all this food for the photographers, stylists, and la la la, yeah. and they're like, "Models, here are your salads. Like, oh, yeah. please don't eat until afterwards. We don't want any of you bloated." Oh. They are the words that you were told. So you treated like a number. Yeah. You, well, you're a coat hanger. Yeah. So that's what wow, you treated I, like. I never thought of it that way. You're a coat hanger. And that's what you are. Yeah, you're just a very pretty coat hanger. 
So you're not really treated wow. as a... You're treated as a coat hanger. Holy mm-hmm. shit. So it was just when I quit all of that, I was around people who were different. And I yep. think that really helped. Um, and then it was just every day a battle within myself being like, you were better than this. You deserve yep. more. And just telling yourself those things every day. Why did you start... I'm curious. Why did you start saying that? Because some people wouldn't. Some people would go use the bad environment they were in and then they'll continue to sort of just downward spiral and I'm mm-hmm. so shit, I'm not good enough, whatever. Yeah. Where did that come from? Was that mum? Was that someone in your life I who's think, quite positive? Or yeah. That had to have come from somewhere. I, well, I, I do have a great you know family. Mum yeah. is someone who I can easily talk to at all times. Yeah. And I think... Um, Oh, something in me, I think just switched one day. Like I went from being like, I will sacrifice everything to get there to then being like, but I feel so miserable Yeah. and it kind of just a tipping point. And I just, on my, it was kind of myself. And then saying to my mom, like, is this worth it? And she was like, I don't think it is. Um, and yeah, it was just kind of like quitting that, getting away from it all. Um, And then really focusing on getting my health better. It took a little while. And then, yeah, I think today's day and age is a lot better because we see different models. We see positive influences. Mm. We see, you know, people on social media being real and honest. And I think that's really... perfect example. Yeah, exactly. It's just being weird and fun. And it's like not as edited and it's not as um, perfect. And I think that's really helping girls at the moment and guys with self-confidence and being able to be like, okay, so those people that have massive followers that isn't like this big, they're not better than anyone else. They're just normal. They're just normal. Yeah. Love it. So from that part, so you said you spoke to, I wrote down people that made you feel safe. So friends, family, Mm. because someone might not have parents, but they might have a friend or they might have someone online that they can speak to. Because I find the common factor, no matter who they are, it's someone who makes them feel safe. So spoke to someone. Would you agree with that? What I just said? 100%. Yeah. So you spoke to someone who made you feel safe. And then you were just saying that you started to follow people who were looking or feeling or doing the things you wanted to be doing, not the unhealthy way. Is that, yeah, there was, you know, I started realizing that there were other models out there just with different agencies and stuff who believed in them in the way that they were. And girls can yo-yo with weight as well. Like we go from, you're a human being. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone does. So it's so unattainable to stay a size six or an eight your whole life. Like I'm a natural size 10 to 12 and that makes me happy because I can exercise in the morning and then have dinner have dominoes and not feel guilty about it it's just finding that balance and what makes you happy and then when you feel happy in yourself and other people can't accept that then they aren't supposed to be around you 100% yeah so what was after that? So you've spoken to someone who's made you feel safe, mum and a couple of friends. Mm-hmm. You started to follow people that were demonstrating and doing things in a healthier, more sustainable way. Yeah. What was after that to sort of get onto the better pathway and get you to the mindset that you've got today? I think it was um, like lots of practice and just meeting other people who had their like balance on point and doing lots of like learning about you know, I went down like a whole vegan lifestyle and finding a diet that kind of worked for me. Well, not a diet, just more of a lifestyle, like a bit more of a balance. Like I love to have my 
my junk food and eat really bad, but then finding a healthy balance. Did you balance see donuts with, in your story the other day? Yeah, hundred percent. Yesterday. So I think it's just yeah, finding that balance of like stop being so hard on yourself, and we've got this like one life to just kind of enjoy it, find a really happy balance of eating healthy and enjoying yourself. And then it kind of just all comes together, I feel like. So how do you, you just mentioned something then, like how do you not be so hard on yourself? Because again, coming from the industry that you mm-hmm. came from, I think you'd be, you'd experience, if not the most extreme version of it. It's like, yeah. you, if you, because if you're not hard on yourself, they say you're too fat. They'll tell you it. <laughs> they'll, yeah. be, they'll be hard 100%. on you for you. And it's really hard when it's, you know, we all have those voices in our head that tell us that we're not good enough or we're fat or whatever. But then when you've got it from other people... Backing that up. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. it's crazy to try and get away from. So how do you not be so hard on yourself? Because I, I obviously, you see what I do. I'm in PLC, health and fitness, body image. We've got kind of 80% female down here. So mm-hmm. I deal with this on a daily basis. Not as much now with isolation, but I still deal with it. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you help someone not be so fucking hard on themselves? I think, honestly, and it's like it sounds corny and you hear people say it all the time but it's practice and it's like even if it's not standing in the mirror but it's like when you hear that thought go through your head of like oh you look really crap today or you look like you've gained a lot just like picking on yourself those thoughts that go over and over in your head it's like stopping them in their track and acknowledging that that's what you're thinking like try and figure out why you're thinking that where it's coming from is it coming from jealousy has like instagram just triggered that is it someone you're following has that just triggered that do you need to unfollow that person and then it's kind of reversing those thoughts it's like no i'm not fat like i am a healthy human who's trying their best and it's just like reversing those thoughts and compliment yourself in in that moment you've really got to try and teach yourself and your brain to like rewire itself nice that's what i was looking for what you just said then was i feel like yeah if i my youngest self and what i was going through my thoughts were just constantly negative and picking on myself and if you keep that going on you're gonna yeah you're just not going to be happy but if you teach yourself now I'm at a point where like I can gain a little bit of weight and I'm like oh definitely need to get back into my routine a little bit more no more pizza yeah (laughs) no pizza every night but I still love myself like I don't look in in my mirror now and go oh yuck I'm just like I got a little bit of extra loving on me right now and I'm just going to focus on getting back to my routine and it's yeah not picking on yourself so much because it's life and life's hard enough Mm. that rewire sentence you just said is mm-hmm. the exactly what I've, I hear from a lot of people and it's, it's my belief around it anyways it's like a, I use the computer you put a virus on the computer it's going to run shithouse it's going to be very yeah. bad not run f- it's going to shut down etc mm-hmm. but if you can rewire it take the virus out take away those negative thoughts those negative opinions that you've been told through from either yourself TV social media mm-hmm. or people and put better stuff in there to compliment yourself say look I am beautiful I am strong I embrace my whatever you want to embrace yeah. over time then you become more confident and you it's- like you think them without <clears throat> even having to compliment yourself as much yeah. like it happens naturally then and you actually feel it like you might have to fake it in the beginning but then you fake it till you make it. That's what my mom says. And how long did this take you like to go from, let's say the moment you quit where you pulled the pin, when you hit that sort of like threshold of I'm out, I'm done. I I need to lose one more inch off my whatever. Mm -hmm. And you said, fuck it. I'm out of here. Yeah. How long did it take you to get to a point? And no one's perfect, but let's say a point where you're happy with where you are right now in life. Are we talking? Cause some people think it's like that, but how long did it take you? 
Uh, I mean, I feel like there was an instant weight off my shoulders. Um, so there wasn't that like pressure, like that was an instant kind of feeling, but then the process to like how happy and self-confident I am now, it's taken that whole time. I feel Mm. like you get better and better at it every year. I'm not perfect now. I still have my days where I'm feel gross, like everyone that's natural, but I feel like maybe, maybe two one or two years ago was like when I really felt like my self-confidence in who I am is like, it's pretty solid, Yeah. but it does take a while and that's kind of natural. Now from that, I just want to sort of get any more sort of steps you've missed out or any sort of hot tips you've got Mm -hmm. from, you said from the moment you made that decision, you spoke to someone that made you feel safe to get it all off your your chasing at the pressure off you. Mm-hmm. Then you start to follow people to consume more positive stuff and start to rewire your brain better. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned something you said, sort of, you kind of mentioned like try things that work for you, like whether like you experiments with like obviously vegan, I'm sure you've tried all the thousands of diets there are, did you? Yeah. Um, so um, I guess from what I wrote down was you try things until you kind of find what fits with you. Cause everyone's different. Like yeah. some people, I, I fast, I love fasting, but some yeah. people fucking hate it. They need to have brekkie. I hate eating breakfast, slows me down. So mm-hmm. um, is there anything else that you would really want to just suggest to someone or something that worked really well to help you? Was it a video or a course or someone said something to you or something you tried that really <gasps> helped improve the confidence over the years and get to like again I don't like the term but undo the damage that you you got Mm -hmm. through those three years of being in there I think that things that really helped me was I think yeah I was really into YouTube at the time and it was watching a lot of um YouTube like people who talk about body positivity and like there's heaps of great girls on on YouTube and guys who are doing you know all this impactful stuff like really trying to get you oh, I've got to try and think because it's just been ages um, I honestly can't think of like a, a specific individual but I think it was more just watching like everyday other girls watching what they eat and, and I would look at them and be like they look awesome they look really healthy and, and fit and, yep. and then I would you know try and because back then I didn't know how to cook or do any of that and that's what people kind of ask me now is like how do I figure out what to eat and what are some recipes and so I think the easiest thing for me was watching people's like what I eat in a day videos and getting some cool ebooks and experimenting with recipes and kind of having a bit more fun with your food instead of seeing it as such a task and counting calories and that kind of just needs to go out the window for a little bit when you're struggling like after counting calories and logging it lodging it all in I think it can mess with girls heads especially when they're trying to recover I think it's just like getting recipe books having fun with it seeing friends like going out to eat and just like still exercising and and throw out the in your head of your body weight and and all of that it's trying to let go of it off topic question probably irrelevant but how many (laughs) calories did they actually have you on i was on i reckon oh yeah i reckon i was eating like Less than a thousand calories a day. Less than a thousand. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Less than a thousand calories. You don't function, so you pretty much wake up and you have your majority of your energy. Give me what what a day is like then of food and even exercise. Well, it was like like waking up and you have majority of your energy in the morning. So it's like going for my, you know, my mum would help me. I'd go for my two hour walks. Oh my god! I'd start at um, North Burley and go all the way into Surface and back every morning. And then, yeah, breakfast is like like a smoothie or (laughs) or I'd have like quinoa oats with like a few berries. And then like lunch was just, you know, 
like grilled chicken and like some vegetables and then dinner was like a protein shake shit that's it and that is it but like in the beginning you start off really hungry but then your body just gets like so used to it i mean i lost my period for a whole year um yeah like you don't feel great it's not how the body should work no it's horrible and eating celery and stuff every day that's disgusting get a pizza in (laughs) exactly um so how do you um, we've been going for about half an hour if you if you're wondering. So how um how do you now sustain it? Like what's the because it's like uh it's it's not about how much weight you lose, it's how much you keep off. It's like people I've had people like they'll go on a weight loss journey, um, they'll lose some of them are, one person I can actually think in particular, he lost like thirty five kilos of, of body fat. He was quite overweight, he was mm-hmm. hundred and four thirty kilos, got down to like ninety. Uh, unfortunately got out of PLC and got hung out with the wrong crowd again and yeah. then I saw him randomly out of nowhere and he was back to where he was so how do you sustain like now mm-hmm. not only the training routine but the, just the minds that you're like you're yeah. just a happy person every time I, I randomly pop down to Berlin I can see you like you're always happy you're always smiling so I think it's because I'm here I'm at PLC oh, you know just your sales pitch for that no but like how do you um, how do you honestly do it like do, yeah. is there a particular routine or do you well, have some well I'm not some, gonna like, lie and abs- say that I'm happy all the time or 100% on my I definitely fluctuate from being, you know, I'm training five to six times a week and eating really well consistently. You definitely have your times where you're on and off with it. But I think for me, it's like recognizing like at the moment it's isolation. There's my, a, there's a little doggo in my, my foot sausage right now. dog has joined the party. Hello buddy. Thanks for joining. Hey. Um, go just lose your train of thought yeah. when a dog's around. Don't yeah. you? Um, Come here. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, keep going. Yeah, and I agree. Like some people, like again, kind of what we mentioned. Like you'll see social media and think they're just this happy-go-lucky person, and life's amazing, sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. But like, no I, one I, is happy. All I the have time. bad days too. Yeah, like, everyone does. Yeah, because you can't actually like. I'll go too much into it, but you, there's no. You can't experience happy if you don't experience sad. Well, it's like the, that old saying, like you build success off of failure. Yeah, 100%. so you can't be so afraid of failure. Yeah, like whenever you hit rock bottom, like the only way, only yeah you're just gonna go up from there like you've got to start pushing yourself I think for me is even now in isolation I'm eating more crap than usual Um, I'm not exercising as much because I really miss weights Yeah. Um, and there's only so much body weight stuff you can do at the moment without being like I'm over it so many fucking (laughs) push-ups exactly so yeah I'm not in the best routine right now and I can feel that I wake up a little bit more tired I want to sleep a little bit longer my cravings are a little bit more stronger Uh, you know you kind of just snowball into bad of routines like when your routine is off yeah so i think for me it's just like trying to keep a really good routine it's like going to bed early it's getting in enough water yep. it's uh waking up and exercising first thing in the morning that's what works for me um i fast as well i, I really girl. like to eat breakfast at, at least after 10 or 12 o'clock sometimes sure. and that makes me feel really good um, I think it's just, yeah, finding those little things that make you feel really good, noticing when you're feeling a bit sluggish and stuff and, like, mm-hmm. what are some things I can start to do to get my routine back because I know I'll feel really good. Yeah, cool. And what um, – sorry, I was kind of lost lost with the story you were sharing just then. <laughs> um, I guess something just in your own words, is there anything else that you, that you would really just help out or suggest to people who want to become more confident? Because, like, literally you're at the point now – 
where you, you do modeling, you can do pretty much like literally like to the point where you're wearing very little on in your photo shoots and stuff. Yeah. Like some girls would look at that and be like, fuck that. And I've actually, obviously my partner does the same stuff and yeah. I've spoken to her. I've heard her thoughts on it. Like how would you help someone to not just like say they've made a lot of progress, they've overcome their food, they're starting to get into the gym, but they really want to just keep progressing. Like you said, yeah. you're, you're still progressing with it. Yeah. What's, um, what would you say to just continuously get better with confidence and mindset? Yeah. Well, I think like definitely from me, like I was a shy kid like really introverted and I'm still classified as like an introverted cool. person I'm not super extroverted I'm like is your partner super loud I've never met him at Apollo yeah. super extroverted yeah. <laughs> like has purple crazy hair right now like he's just but yes he's, stuff, he's yeah. definitely he's like an introverted extrovert mm. as well as I am when I'm in my element I'm very extroverted yeah. if I'm not around like heaps of new people I'm pretty introverted like yeah. I come to PLC and I know the people that I know but I'm still quiet yeah, like I don't walk in and I'm like, Hey everybody. Like, but I think the thing is, and you know, I teach my mum that all the time, um, because she finds gyms quite intimidating, um, and coming to large groups. And I've got her to come to PLC and stuff before. And it's nerve wracking before you get there. And then when you're there, you realize that no one's staring at you or judging you. Everyone's there for the same reason. Everyone's there to be positive and exercise and feel good. Like we're all there for the same reason. It's just like getting in the zone. And even if you need to find like a support buddy that comes and does it with you, nice. that feels better. When I'm having a low day, sometimes I don't even want to go to the supermarket by myself. I'm like, mom, please come with me. Yeah, cool. Like you just feel better with someone. So yeah. if you've got someone that you can call on and be like, please come to this gym class with me or something, do it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What's for the future for you? Like what's, uh, I've never actually asked you what your goals are. I should have yeah. asked before we started this podcast, <laughs> but like what, no, what I'm, what do you want to sort of, like from what you've been through, I'd assume there'd be some form of passion or energy or something around helping people with body image being you, you, you experience kind of the worst of the worst of it. Yeah. Um, obviously very passionate about the food in terms of veganism. Like mm-hmm. what's, what's kind of the future for Eden? Like, do you have, yeah. like, do you want to have a TV show? Do you want to do courses? <laughs> do you like, obviously you've got your YouTube channel going at the moment. Yeah. Do you want to do programs? Like um, what's the future for you? I've definitely got like my, you know, small goals and you know I look at my partner and I think you can get really intimidated by other people's goals sometimes I feel like you don't have enough or your goals aren't big enough and I think that that isn't true I think no matter what your goal is is that's what you want that's what's going to make you happy like some people's some girls goal is like just have a family one day they don't want some huge career and I think that that's fine and I think a lot of girls you know I talk to are really struggling because they don't feel like oh you know I don't want to go to uni I don't want to do and I think that's fine I've always been that type of person like I dropped out of high school um I've always just been doing my own thing like what year did you get to I didn't actually know you I dropped out in like the first term of year 12 I I was kind of just like see you I'm gonna go work now like (laughs) gonna go do my own thing I think for me it's just doing what I'm doing on a larger scale um being happy being really healthy continuing to spread the message of like veganism and body positivity and continuing my modeling in you know being like a normal healthy girl that's like a goal of mine and it's just to travel and they're my goals at the moment perfect whereas my partner he's like i want a tv show i want this like and that's yeah. amazing but like what's his instagram because we want to check him out because i've watched Apollo jackson official <laughs> for lots of fun magic tricks he was on um, a talent show or something australia's, australia's got talent yeah. he's been bachelorette lots yeah, of things i've watched um i have gone down the rabbit hole of his content it is quite entertaining <laughs> to be honest yes um mate if there was anything you could leave we'll wrap it up now we've gone, gone about 40 minutes if you were to give any extra advice or any other just 
throwaways or tips to people that want to mm-hmm. be happier, healthier, just a better version of them, mm-hmm. what would you leave them with? What would I leave you with? I think if I would leave you If they never heard with... from you again, if you uh, knock on wood, <laughs> this was the last time you shared any content, what would you want to leave them with? I think that, you know, right now I'm 100% just like being myself and not caring what other people think and it's the happiest that I've ever been. So I think if you find something and that makes you happy and if other people find it really weird, like... Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them, 100%. Yeah. Because yeah. people who are judging you on being yourself and doing whatever you want are jealous because you're doing what you want and you're being confident with it. And being different is amazing. I love different. Like my partner is like a weird magician with miniature ponies and doves. Like yeah. he's just, but I love that. So yeah. I think be different, be yourself, follow exactly like what makes you happy and just like who gives a fuck what other people think because life is so short I love that if anyone wanted to dive into your content or connect with you or even send you a message where would they find you um, my Instagram is Eden Denise. I spell it E D Y N D E N I S E. Honestly, it fucks me every time I try to spell your name. I know, Eden. everyone I gets really autocorrected as yeah. well. I apologize. Yeah. yeah. Because I've, I've, um, I stalk you every now and then, but I um, whenever I put the E in it, comes up with you straight away now. So I'm like, yes, oh. but I, it's that many times I've <laughs> fucked it up. Um, honestly, mate, thank you for, so much for coming down. I know it's a Saturday, so you've got so many other things you can do besides speak oh, with me. So many things in isolation but, right now. Like, watch another <laughs> Netflix marathon. I've watched it all. Mate, not honestly, thank you. Thank you so much guys um, right. if you got any value from it please share it and give us a tag and uh, yeah, message me anytime about anything i'm always open to talk so you're a legend thank you so much i appreciate thank it thank you thank you